find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo. You are now tuned in to the world-famous, award-winning entrepreneurship podcast, Behind the Baller. This is deeper than business. This is deeper than culture. It's deeper than all that. This is the most important, free game-driven show on the entire internet, podcast, the cloud, whatever the fuck, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Behind the Baller is there. This show is recorded in 8K high-definition stereo sound. Always. Not often, not sometimes, but always. Professional museum quality podcasting here. This is a Dust Brothers production, y'all. Also known as the Captain's Picks. That's Miles. That's Jordan. The Captains actually consist of two more people. That'd be me and uh, Mr. Mike Rapport. But yo, listen. I am your gracious host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean Liam Neeson, the Korean Charles Grodin, the Korean Charles Bronson, a.k.a. Mr. Badback, a.k.a. Mr. Fuck You, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. Washy Washed, a.k.a. The K-Town Destroyer. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? What's good, everyone? How the hell are you? Um... It is December 13th. I, I can't fucking believe we're almost halfway done with the month. Yo, there's only just a little bit over two weeks away until the new year, until 2022. Like, what are you going to do? Are you, you, are you going to change your life in 2022? Like, you know, people are like, oh man, new year, new me. Like, fuck all that shit. I'm going to be the same motherfucker I was in 2016, 19, uh, No, not 79. But yo, I'm just saying, like, I am who I am. You know, so many people, like, look, I know I need some work on some places, but I, I am who I am. And uh, I'm not here dictating you guys to you guys. Like, I'm just, I'm preaching, you know what I'm saying? Just letting you guys know, like, you know, what's really good. But anyways, yeah, New Year's about to come up. It's crazy. 2022, it's just nuts, man. Uh, we are less than two weeks away from Christmas. As previously mentioned, this month is one of the most painful months it also brings a lot of joy, but it's one of the most painful months financially for me. This month usually costs me what a top executive's job's yearly salary is, okay? Okay? You know, like some people are like, why are you mentioning this? Why the fuck not? It's my show. Okay, fuck knows. Yeah, it makes me feel better though, you know, talking about it. It makes me feel worse actually, but then it gets better because I think about it. I'm like, yo, this is just what it is. You know, like I give. I'm a giving person no matter what. Anyways, I was supposed to be heading out to San Francisco today, but um, was it yesterday, the day before yesterday? I saw that it was raining, like hard, like 100% rain. I was like, nah, fuck that. Even though I got business out there, like that shit can wait. Like I don't want to sit in the car. I don't want to, no. When I'm in the city, I like to walk around and kind of just, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, I, I like to just, you know, explore a little bit. But um. I hate the rain. I hate the snow. I just kind of started being okay with the cold, right? There was, I mean, I talked about it a lot. There was a deal. Um, I would never visit any place under 40 
eight degrees, really under 50, and uh, never under 30, all that shit. You know, I don't really care anymore. It took me 30 years to deal with cold. And so I'm kind of like, all right, cool with it, you know, right? But rain and snow, nah, I'm good. I'm not trying to be around that shit no more. Like, never. So I'm going to stay here. And uh, I think actually later today I'm going to take a refresher course with three of my guns to requalify, like qualification course. But I don't need, I'm just, just going to refresh today for my CCW, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't been at a range. I haven't shot my gun in a long time. I just thought about that shit, right? And it's, you know, I'm waiting to motherfucking, I'm waiting for some shit to happen, right? But like, I mean, you know, I'm being smart. But this is probably the best time to practice using one of my guns or using all the motherfuckers. I wish I could, uh, I wish we were in fucking Vegas right now. I'd be shooting MP5s and SP5s and shit. But anyways, last week, my mom, yes, Helen, my mom, she got robbed by five guys. I wish she got robbed by that piece of shit, terrible fucking hamburger place that people actually like, five guys, burgers, but no, five fucking guys, five fucking grown men. You punk, pussy, bitch, motherfuckers. Five dudes to rob an 80-year-old Korean woman, like an old-ass Korean woman in Koreatown, too. Like, they took her purse, and they pushed her on the ground. Like, yo, look, mom. one thing about my mom is she is very tough, okay? My mom is no joke, but look, come on, she's 80. Like, bro, Really? Like, if I could live to even be 80, I'll be hyped. If I could live to be 80, I'll hopefully be able to see, you know, my kids get married. Because I had such, I started so late in life, you know. But, yeah, you know what? Not cool. My mom suffered enough. She had, a, she, you know, she never did anyone wrong. She's worked her ass off all her life. My mom is so damn honest, right? She's so straight up. She's a straight edge, straight person, no bullshit, Shit is crazy. You know, fuck all that. Other, this bullshit, you know, whatever. It's Christmas. I'm, I'm, I got my mom straight. She'll be taken care of. Uh, she had me all my life. I got her. But it's crazy, though. LA is is still, the crime wave is on the rise. It's not going to stop. It's going to go, supposedly supposed to get even crazier sooner because the fucking the holidays and shit, whatever. Look, fools are thirsty and hungry. But the funny thing is they're not using any of that money that they're robbing people for to buy groceries, right? And like not even for like to buy themselves a hamburger or some shit. Like they're using that shit to buy fancy meals, fancy dinners, trying to go like Mr. Chow's and shit, trying to go to Mastro's and stuff, trying to get some butter cake. Like fuck out of here. They use that shit for like material items. Like get the fuck out of here, okay? Like not at all for any necessities. It's wild. It's really a backward ass time, a backward ass fucking just world we live in. And before we really get into the show, this is, I guess, the body, the beginning of the intro of the show. But look, I talk a lot of shit. Two plus two equals four, right? There's motherfuckers who don't like me. That if I said, yo, man, oh, yeah, my Tesla, that's just black. They're like, no, it's not. It's metallic obsidian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of, you get what type of people, that, like, that's them weirdos that I get, right? But... That's got nothing to do with what I was saying. I'm just saying, people just say stupid ass shit. I'm like, yeah, man, well, five plus five is 10. They're like, no, it isn't. Six plus four is 10. Just to anything to, to go against me. Now, most of the time, people think I rub them the wrong way or people say I rub them the wrong way because I got a bad mouth, right? 
Like I've had a bad mouth since I was five years old. No cap. I've been, I got suspended from school in kindergarten for cussing. Can you imagine? That's barely Kaya's age. I was cussing. I mean, already at Ryder's age, I was cussing like crazy. I was talking crazy shit. I was already running. I was already a fucking, I was already a bad seed then. Okay. Check it out though. My only vices were fucking a lot of girls, gambling, doing drugs. All right. I do not lie. I do not cheat. I don't steal. So my crime right now is if my my only crime are my curse words and this potty mouth that I got, then guess what, man? Fuck you. Okay? <laughs> Check this out. Never once have I ever called anyone, sorry, let me repeat that, any girl, any woman that I actually ever loved a bitch or that C word. Some women, bitch, it may fly for a little bit. You don't be in a fight, but use the cunt, C word. Yo, you shit. You might as well cheat. You ain't got no pussy. She gonna be getting some other shit. But even in the heat of a fight, okay, and I've only had maybe three, four max, but I think three real relationships, meaning like someone I dated over a year, two years in my entire life. Okay, I've had 500 or more, three week or less, like, situationships, right? Well, I was just hooking up with, you know, chicks, whatever, here and there, right? But in regards to someone I loved, like, the three or four girls that I, like, I actually, like, loved, I cared about, come on, guys, look, we got to do better. And this is when I was in my most immature days, like, you know, I don't have a serious girl, like, let's see, when, when did I have my first serious girl? Like, I had a kind of serious girl in my 20s, you know what I'm saying, late 20s and shit. That was still, like, a weird thing. But, no, nah, I did. And never call her, bitch. I might ignore her and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, look, I don't always send Nick flowers. I know she'd probably like me too more often. She likes flowers. But we live really good. You know what I mean? She lives really good. I don't open the car door for her or you know, I don't court her like I used to the, you know, like the first year that we started dating. But again, look, I make up for that in so many other ways. If you don't do shit, look, you better get some motherfucking flowers. You better open that door. I'll open the, the door. We hold hands and stuff, right? Nick's feet have changed after every kid. You know, walking in heels ain't the same. You know, I mean, I, I was used to the girls walking in motherfucking six-inch heels like it ain't shit. They'll run it and whatever. My wife, she's been through a lot. Three kids, you know what I'm saying? But look, never, ever, ever have I ever called my wife a bitch or the C word. Never. Not in 12 years. Never have I gotten even any kind of physical altercation with my wife. In fact, you know what? I've never put hands on any woman in my adult life, ever. I say my adult life, You know what? I can't even. I'm talking about this right now because <laughs> back in sixth grade, there's no cap. Okay, sixth grade. Remember, I got kicked out of a lot of schools. Sixth grade, I was man. I got kicked out of so many schools. This was a school in fucking Monterey Park, California. Okay, this girl asked me to the dance. True story. By the way, I had straight fucking A's. Right after this shit, all went to hell. She asked me like four times and I was late to class and I was being like real uppity and stuff. I was a cool kid. I was actually one of the most popular kids in school at that time. I think right around like probably 
right after sixth grade, I was not the most popular kid anymore anywhere, regardless. Even when I was in high school playing ball and everything, it was just, I moved around too much. I was just, it was tough. But I'm never late. If you guys know anyone who knows me, I'm a very punctual person. If I'm late to something, then I, I was never coming. And I'm not coming. I just, that's, if I don't get back to you, like, no, I ain't talking about text messages. I'm talking about actual appointments. Okay. I'm never late. Like, ever since I was a little kid, being punctual was beaten into my head by my mom. Okay. So this girl, Shauna, was annoying the fuck out of me. Okay. So I turned around, I was like, Shauna, what do you want? No, I don't want to go to the dance with you. And she's like, why? And I said, because you're stupid and because you're ugly. And then immediately she made this, and she kicked me right in the dick and balls real hard. Okay. I, I fell to the floor. I remember hitting one knee, one hand, boom, got down. And before I began to cry like a little bitch, immediately, I got up and hit her with two hooks, right, left, right, left. She's toothless. And then she said, damn, Yang, you're ruthless. I'm just joking. Look at no shot. But I did hit her twice. True story. I hit her with the mean two-piece, okay? Not the KFC, not the Popeyes. I hit her with the mean two-piece with the biscuit meal from Church's Chicken right there on motherfucking Martin Luther King Boulevard. And she instantly got two black eyes, okay? So I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I go to class. I walk into the classroom. I was like eight minutes late. And I'll never forget, we had a substitute teacher. And his last name, his name was Mr. Wiener. Like, how the fuck are you going to forget that name, right? Think about this. This was 83, 84, somewhere around there. Somewhere around it. I was like 11 years old, 84, Okay. So I sit down after being written up for being tardy, and the phone rings. If you guys remember, this phone's in the classroom, right? The phone rings, like a hard phone. And um, I knew that shit was for me. So the principal calls, wants me to come to the office. If uh, For you guys who've been listening since the K-Town Hustler series, you know from 6th to 8th grade, I went to six different schools. I got kicked out of a bunch of schools, okay? So the teacher pulls me to the side. He's like, they want you to know, Mr. Carroll, I want you to go to the office, uh, can you tell me what happened? So I know because, you know, the uh, other girl, she's in the class too. And this substitute teacher was there more than just one day. He was there for a few days. He actually came around quite a bit. So I'm like, Mr. Wiener, I got into argument and then Shauna kicked me in your last name. And then he said, I see. <laughs> so I went to see Mr. Carroll, bitch ass motherfucker. They named the street of fucking Monterey Highland School after this motherfucker, right? Bald head. Mr. Burns looking like motherfucker. If he was a real G, he would have fucking just, just shaved it all off and looked like a fucking shiny ass penis head. Anyways, he got my side of the story. And for the first time, he wasn't really that. I told him the truth. And I was like, this is what happened. You know what I'm saying? This was on, um, I think it was on a Tuesday. It wasn't a Monday for sure, right? So I got suspended for the rest of the day. Um, and school just started, you know what I'm saying? It was fucking like 8 a.m., right? You know what I'm saying? She got suspended for the rest of the week. So like, I was low-key happy. I was like, yo, fuck, she got in more trouble than I did. It's all good. So my dad was at, you know, school teaching at UCLA. My mom was sewing. She couldn't whatever. And like, if they had to come down there, it would have been some shit. My older brother was in town. So my other brother, David, you know, he came and picked me up from school. My brother, David, was uh, 19 at the time. My brother's eight years older than me. 19 or 20, right? 
he was in town from college. So I get in thinking like, he's going to be cool. Maybe take me to fucking El Loco. It's like this little fucking little, uh, little burrito spot that was bomb as fuck. Maybe take me to the bowling alley, the arcade, go to Pirates Cove, play some shit. Now, if you weren't at least like 10 years old in the mid 80s, you don't know what the fuck Pirates Cove is. Okay, that's some shit on Atlantic Boulevard. I know a lot about fucking that area because I was there for a few years. But he picks me up in his Datsun 240Z. And as I get in, tells me to put my seatbelt on, he whoops my ass. Okay, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I was like, Dave, what the fuck are you doing? My brother was whooping my ass. And he tells me, grabs me stern. I said, yo, never hit a girl. Like, ever. That's some real bitch shit. And I remember my, my brother used to see my dad whoop my mom's ass. My biological father. He used to beat the shit out of my mom. Punch her right in the head. Kick her in the fucking legs. Step on her. Get a fucking table. Hit her. Beat the fuck out of her. I had to stop because I just, you know, I, I talked about this before. You know, my dad just whooped my ass, right? And like I said, even in the worst fights I've been in in my life, where I'm trying to kill somebody, I still think my father hit me harder than that. That's how hard he used to my wife. My mom and my mom. And so like, you know, she put up with that shit to a certain extent. My mom would have stayed with them. If all he did was just say he loved her, he didn't give a fuck, right? Anyways, this ain't about that. Bottom line is I have never had a violent occurrence with a female after that day, okay? The funny part of this story, though, is that school dance happened on Friday. I'm telling you this off the tone piece, y'all. I'm just going off the dome piece. I'm high as shit, okay? Don't give a fuck. And I remember going to the dance, and Shauna was allowed to go to the dance because it was Friday night, right? And she had sunglasses on. And there's this really popular song by Corey Hart. because <laughs> uh, It's called... Uh, I wear my sunglasses at night. Um, and it came on. And like, you know, she had on some dark shades. So these, you know, people were like, oh shit, Sean, let me see your glasses. Let me see, I want to play with the TV. Boom. You know, they want to sing the song with the fucking glasses on, whatever. She's like, no, 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 no. So she's like fighting them, not taking off her glasses. And when they finally got the glasses off her face, her eyes looked like two raccoon eyes. No joke. It was fucked up. Like, like legit. She had two big ass, Dark ass black eyes. But yeah, anyway, moral of the story. What is the moral of the story, right? What is it? I learned early. Don't hit girls. Don't talk to women disrespectfully. Like, you know, they come at you, other grown ass women, you ain't fucking with here and there, whatever. Like, you know, some that dumb ass bitch, fucking Candace Owens, whatever. Nancy Pelosi, I don't fucking know. Teach your kids, teach your nephews, teach all the youngins, teach the little homies. All these little homies trying to be tough guys around girls and stuff. Like seeing some dude trying to beat up my homie Ruby Rose. Like, bitch, like what? I don't give a fuck how thug that, bro. You ain't no thug hitting no woman. Do not hit a woman ever. Do not call a lady that you love a bitch. Your mom, your auntie, your grandma. No, never. Why? If you do not respect someone, then go ahead. Call them whatever the fuck you want. But that's not how you're supposed to treat someone you love. That word, look, you know, all words aren't that. For women, that shit means something. Serious, y'all. Anyways, I told you guys I wasn't going to Kanye's show. And I didn't go. You know, I did my little thing, did my part, donated to the charity for Larry Hoover, right? I didn't even sell my tickets. I gave them shit to some friends, right? And I watched a bit of the show on stream, and I was like, eh, look, man. I was surprised. My boy Homicide was gassed. He was like, yo, this shit. I was like, bro, for real, dog? 
And like, there's a little deeper thing behind that with, with uh, Ye losing his mom and Homicide losing his mom. So it's like, look, but this mother shit. But look, I was thinking to myself, like, yo, either I'm tripping or either some of y'all ain't seen shit in so long, a good show, or some of y'all just ain't got low standards. You know, for like what a good show is. Like, you really, like, for real? Like, Watch the Throne was a good tour here and there. Like, I've been to lit Kanye shows. I remember the what, Touch the Sky tour and all this and that. I've been on tour with Drake. You guys that new? You guys that fucking young to forget that I was fucking a part of Drake's life? Like, for real? Like, this show was high mids. Okay? It was not Zaza at all. But it was, look, hey, yo, it was not Reggie either. Okay? It was definitely upper mids. And I told you guys already, Drake was only going to do a few songs. He was, this was not his show. Motherfuckers on Twitter got mad at me. Like, man, fuck Ben. What the fuck does Ben know? You come back. No, motherfucker. I actually know a lot because motherfucker talked to him in his whole camp. Like, I'm a lie. What the fuck am I going to lie for? He was never a headline act for this. This was always Kanye's show. They fucking marketed that way to sell more tickets because you know what? That's just weird. You know, Kanye's on some weird shit. But yeah, they, they sold more tickets, you know, saying it was Kanye and Drake, but it wasn't Drake's show. He was up, he was in and out. All right, yeah, they did the first shit at the end of it. But he left that motherfucker with like seven fucking cars deep, security and everything. After, you know, the concert, he, he went straight from the Memorial, the Memorial Coliseum in South Central, right? He went straight from there to Dave and Buster's. All right, yeah, no joke. He was at Dave and Buster's until like 6 a.m. He was like, yo, pull up. Like, fuck, bro, you had all fucking night, you had Dan Busters? Like, I was mad because I was, like, washed as fuck. I was, like, I had a tough week. I didn't feel like seeing no homies. I didn't feel like getting swagged up or nothing. Well, I don't mean swag, but I mean, like, throwing, like, a crisp tea, at least get some, you know, some new, I just, I didn't feel like getting out there. Plus, my wife would be like, where the fuck you going? London was sick. It was weird, man. So the next day I woke up, I was, you know, I felt a little crisp. My back felt good. By the way, my back is feeling pretty good right now. I had a golf lesson with Ron. And I fucking crushed it. My coach Ron even said, yo, bro, you are weird. He said, never in 30 years of teaching golf have I ever had a student, anyone, hit a seven iron or a five wood off the floor, no tee, and then hit a driver for the first time all in the same day, hit it the way you did. And that meant a lot to me. My boy Chris Spencer, for all of you guys are older, he's a famous actor, famous comedian. He's a really good golfer. And he saw me, he's like, yo, Yang. He's like, yo, fucking swing is looking good. And that shit really made, it made everything. It made my day. That shit hit different when he said that, okay? When I was with the driver, when I was hitting the driver, yo, I was writing them hoes. I was hitting that bitch, I was hitting that ball 240 yards, okay? And the driver wasn't even tailor-made. If it was tailor-made, it went further. I was hitting this, this bitch like legit, all right, it was Ron, uh, my, my coach's driver. But yeah, felt good. Later on in the day, I had one of my favorite Mexican spots. It's kind of a far little drive. Not that far of a drive, really. But this Ernie's Taco House in North Hollywood, California. Shit was kind of dope. And I had them FOMO vibes for Dave & Buster's because Drake was there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck. I know we're just there. We shut it down for uh, for London Ryder and Kaya. But look, I decided to hit my boy up. I was like, yo, Popeye, what's good, homie? Can you take care of me and Ryder? Yeah, just me and Ryder going to pull up to Dan Busters. Some of you guys like, yo, why only Ryder? Trust me, London wouldn't want to go. Uh, I forgot to mention, I, I just, just said it quietly, like kind of briefly, but look, London got really sick this past weekend. He's still sick right now, but he got sent home on Thursday morning. And let me tell you something about, about London. He doesn't lie. He doesn't 
Like he doesn't play sick ever. Okay. That's not in London's repertoire. Like he told his teacher that um, he wasn't feeling good. My, the teacher called my wife, was like, yo, they're saying that his throat hurts really bad and that he can't breathe so good. I was like, okay, time to call 911. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let's just check him out now. You know, it's not those days anymore. So, you know, my wife went to go get him. We tested him immediately. I came back home. You know, shit got bad and then it got better and then it got worse. And uh, I started to get them fucking like, like that PTSD from um, all those trips we used to take to the ER. And some of you guys, you know, I know there's some dudes on here who know who've been paying attention. Like, remember, I, I was at the ER a lot. Okay, we used to live with that motherfucker. And I was like, yo, man, fuck. When I found out, I was like waiting for the test. You know, I was like, yo, is this it? Like, is this really fucking finally it? But he's okay. Tested negative for COVID twice over the weekend. He got real sick again right on Saturday afternoon. I was like, oh, fucking great. Right before me and Nick about to head to the gala. Um, but yeah, he's he's much better. We make him stay home today. If he, if he's solid today and the saturation level's good, then yeah, I'll let him go to school tomorrow. Ryder's not feeling so good today now. Just fucked up. Hopefully he's all right, but you know that shit's what happens. One kid gets sick, the whole house gets sick, right? I'm feeling cool, right? But yeah, me and Ryder went to Dan Buster's, had a blast. While we were driving there, Ryder asked me, he's like, hey, daddy, what, what are NFTs? And... uh I told him, I said, well, it stands for non-fungible token. I just didn't have time to explain everything to me. Then he asked me, he's like, yo, daddy, can we go to San Francisco? I was like, right now? He's like, yeah. I was like, yo, he doesn't get it. You know what I mean? It's a five-hour drive or like, you know, he knows the Tesla's really fast. He thinks that we can get there in like 30, 45 minutes. But, you know, it's still an hour flight too, right? You know, technically we could have just flown out. It was early in the evening. It was like five o'clock, 5.30. We could have easily went, but I was like, no, we couldn't have, you know, like, I got shit to do. I got other stuff. But, yo, we ate. By the way, Dave & Buster's has stepped their menu up. I don't know what happened. There was a point in time I was like, yo, this food is a little sus. The, um, I didn't say anything about it publicly. No, they, they stepped that shit up. Food was really good. It was, you know, it was. I had a salmon. Shit was lit. London, I mean, Ryder obviously had fucking chicken strips. He doesn't eat anything else. Right, french fries. But he had a chocolate cake. The cake was just delicious, man. You know, um, we played a lot of games. Showed him some old school games. Try to show him how to play like, you know, like just the, the basic shit, like the fucking skee ball and, you know, all the other stuff. But we played a lot of games, played for like two hours. Much love to the entire Dave and Buster's staff. Much love to Dave and Buster's corporate front office. My boy Popeye for always showing love, taking care of me. Like it was fucking amazing. Look, don't get it fucked up. Let me tell y'all. I still had to carry my nine. You know what I'm saying? But we had fun. You know, my, I was real aware of what was going on. Um, speaking of NFTs, guys, BBDTBC relaunched a few days ago. We opened up shop. Ben Baller did the blockchain is back in business. And this time, the smart contracts are way better, faster, smoother. Okay. Gas fees are like 60% or more lower. It's like, I had a homie in my house like, yo, I paid 70% less on gas. I was like, yeah, dog. People are hyped as fuck, okay? Baller chains are being made, gems. Yo, listen, because I had such a great weekend, the Seahawks win and all this other shit, you know what we're going to do? Fuck this. I want to give away two Ben Baller blockchains to a lucky BTB Army member, okay? This is how we're doing. 
send me an email at bentballerdidtheblockchain at gmail.com showing me that you listened and subscribed to the podcast and that you own at least one of my NFTs, okay? And that you're subscribed to the Discord and you follow at least one of my accounts on Twitter or Instagram. I'm not talking about my Ben Baller account. I'm talking about Ben Baller Pod. If you follow fucking Ben Baller Blockchain, one of the shits, do all that shit and I'll choose some winners tomorrow, okay? So do all that. Email Benball to the blockchain, gmail.com, all that shit. Listen, guys, we got some ads for that ass. It's getting, you know, it's getting close to the holidays. You know, motherfuckers want to get them commercials in. And like I said, you know, we only have one more show for the rest of the year. So let's run these ads real quick. Yo, uh, and then we're going to get into the Asian American wars and all that and everything. Sports. Uh, yo, Miles, some Lakey beats, please. All right, we'll be right back. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options, like What's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. My wife and I are doing it too and including our kids for all of our adventures. Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with your loved ones no matter how near or far you are apart. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love the most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart, preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com baller and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com baller to save $10 on your first purchase. Where and how to invest is not easy, especially for those who are new to the game. On public.com, you can start small with slices of shares. Invest in what you believe with any amount. Exchange ideas and insights with community of investors and build your portfolio with confidence. And now you could even invest in popular cryptocurrencies. Knowledge is power. And this community at public.com provides plenty of it. I have learned so much in stocks, ETF, and crypto since joining public. When you invest on public.com, you're never investing alone. Connect with investors from all walks of life to learn new ideas and gain confidence. Choose from thousands of stocks and ETFs along with 10 popular cryptocurrencies. Public.com allows anyone to invest with confidence. Start investing with as little as $1 and get a free slice of stock up to $50 when you join public.com today. Visit public.com forward slash BTB pod to download the app and sign up using code BTB pod. That's public.com slash BTB pod and code BTB pod valid for us residents 18 and over subject to account approval. See public.com forward slash disclosures, not investment advice. These days it could be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. 
That's why LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and for free. When I hire for my businesses and personal, I turn to LinkedIn because it's efficient and easy. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and be on the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash baller. That's linkedin.com slash baller to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get oil changes for our cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. We see the doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and illness. We do chores to avoid a messy house. Going to therapy is like all the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to go see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Baller listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash baller. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. Uh, before we continue, you got to say rest in peace to my little homie, Slim 400 from YG's Click. I didn't know dude real well, but he was a homie. You know, we've kicked it multiple times. Way too young, man. Crazy ass shit. Condolence to my boy YG too. That's crazy. My boy Rod. Uh, it is crazy out in the streets right now. Man, it's fucked up. My condolences to his family as well. Uh, guys, be safe out there. This shit is just is crazy as fuck. Travis Scott must truly have the worst legal team like ever. Like the worst. And his PR team is just as bad. Like I don't get it. Uh, my boy Bo, he sent me that interview he did with Charlamagne the guy. Like I watched like a little bit of it. And I was like, yo, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Like this shit was trash. It was terrible. And the the overall census, even from his fans, like people whatever that watched it, or at least the majority of people that watched it, whether it be his fans or not, I would assume more of his fans watched it didn't, right? Like they didn't like it. If you see like the memes or anything going around, like, bro, Travis, shut the fuck up and take off for a while. Go leave somewhere. You know, like that mentality that it's like be like, I didn't know. Why should I leave? Fuck that. I'm not guilty. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I pray for my fans. Shut the fuck up, bro. Look, let's say there's a legit 4% chance that Travis didn't know that people were dying. Okay. 
let's bring in something else. Let's talk about this. Let's say after he left the show and headed to Dave and Buster's, which he did after the show, spent an hour and a half, two hours there, then went to the strip club and spent maybe another hour or so there, two hours. He said, oh, as soon as he found out, he left. Look, hold on. Nobody on your team, because you went from Dave and Buster's, they were there for a little bit. Homie, I know. Come on, dog. I ain't snitching. I'm just telling you straight up. Look, don't try to cap, motherfucker. People died. Nobody on your team told you that people died. Like you seen, of course, you saw the Amazon. You know, you didn't think like, like Easy didn't tell you, Chase B didn't tell you, Chase B. Nobody not, no, from your camp told you, your manager, your agent. Okay, then fire everyone in your circle and your crew. Fire everyone that works for you. Or works for you. Okay, Kanye does it all the time. You dick rode the fuck out of Kanye. Why not follow those moves? Because you big tripping right now. I get the I'm not guilty fucking Ryan Philippe from Lincoln Lawyer type shit. But look, like, why is this happening to me? Uh, Because you spit nothing but bad energy and bad vibes out into the universe for 10 years. And you didn't just like be on some bullshit, cornball, dickhead, fucking clown ass, bitch, pussy shit to me. There's a bunch of homies who have said this shit about you. I don't want to put them on blast because I don't even know they got to say it. At least I'll say it. I just know. Now, if you had no money and you were broke and they like left you destitute because of this, I'd be like, man, this is too much, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You can't like, but that ain't going to happen, dog. You knew you married in some rich ass pussy. Like, you knew Kylie, whatever, bro, at least for that. But look, bro, you bragging that you made 150 mil in the pandemic last year. Like, you're going to be all right. You just can't be in the spotlight for a little while, which maybe that's fucking with you. I don't know. Like, is that really that bad? Like, this that time to take off. Fuck it. Go write an album. Go take off, bro. Take a vacation. Leave the country, homie. Like, you really want to fight the cancel culture right now? Bro, you aren't going to win. Like, you want to win, bro? Fuck everybody. Be with your fam. Take off, whatever. You know, go write an album. Talk about situation here and there. But I know you know. I didn't say you didn't feel bad. Never once did I ever say that. Go rewind the my first and only so far, uh, Willie Hutch. I never said you didn't feel bad. I'm sure you do feel bad, right? But how bad do you feel about the way you've treated people in the last 10 years? You'd be like, oh man, that motherfucker ain't really, no, no, no I'm being real. Anyways, Anheuser-Busch has canceled and discontinued his alcoholic seltzer brand. That shit is nowhere. I'm trying to hear, no, it ain't up for resale, none of that shit. I don't give a fuck about cacti. It didn't taste that good at all, to be honest. But yeah, Anheuser-Busch made the announcement over the weekend. Then Coachella made an announcement saying that he's been taken off the roster to perform. But look, if you want to be honest, anyone who knows on a production side, anybody on an industry level, from everyone I know in production, look, you cannot have a show if you do not have insurance. And because 10 people died and hundreds were injured at his last show, he is going to not get insurance for a while. Like, he is not going to get insured by anyone for a while. That's facts. Straight up. If he wants to try to insure his own show by himself, maybe on a private level, I don't know. That'd be a, That's a lot of money. Anyways, I just had to say that bit. Guys, 
My Captain Morgan holiday kit is still available. There's just a few left. Go to the link in my bio or go to my link tree. It'll show you directly how to buy it. Um, you can tell me what you think of my OG spice and ice drink. It's my signature cocktail. And remember, guys, the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm trying to give you guys some free game. You're going to spend, what, 70 bucks? Whoever buys one of my holiday kits, and we only made 250 kits, right? has a real legit chance of winning a $25,000 custom diamond and gold Captain Morgan piece. It's a dope-ass piece. Do not sleep on that shit. Go hit the link in my bio on one of my pages. All right. Now, my Shaka merch collab dropped over the weekend, and I'm going to be honest. I've done some really limited drops with my gear, my BB gear with my logo on it. I've done some small little city attacks. You know, my BBDTC personal website and like, you know, like in real low quantities, though, you know, like 50, 60, we never even did 100. So when this drop was being planned, I didn't want to go too heavy, but the quality was so good and the price points were better than even my price points on my website because I was a bigger manufacturer. I was like, fuck it. Let's run two, 300 on, on each SKU, right? You know? And then lo and behold, we drop. You know, I gave it proper time. You know, we gave it like six weeks, seven weeks promo time. Slowly leaked here and there, whatever. Hypebeast wrote a story. Within two to three minutes of the drop, I'm headed to my back therapy. I didn't even know. I'm like, cool. Should it probably be up to Monday? I'm good. It's cool. Straight. I'm chilling. All the fleece was sold out. Crewnecks, hoodies, everything. Within three minutes, all them shits are sold out. Within five minutes, all the size medium to 2XL tees were sold out. Only small tees were left, and that shit finally gone. But look at guys. I was really shocked. I swear to y'all, um, I turned the comments off on that post because, like, you know, there's no reason. Like, for what? Like, you know, it's what it is. Ain't nobody much to say, you know. I'm six feet, 200 pounds. I wear an XL. You know, the girl that's modeling, she's like five, 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 six. She's wearing a medium. Little baggy on her, but she made it work. She could wear a small, whatever. But yo, listen, thank you guys. That's all I got to say. Thank you so much, for real. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will not drop those colors again. That black hoodie is fire. I'm gonna lie to you. If anything, I might do a white crew in white hoodies. Possibly run blue during a certain time of the year. Dodger, you know, shit. Might wear uh, do some red ones. But I am not going to do those same colors again. I'd like to say thank you to my boy Ben and all the crew at Shaka. Shaka is a Korean-owned and ran brand, okay? I'm telling you, when you guys get these hoodies, you're going to see the quality. It's amazing. Oh, by the way, yo, thank you to my girl, Leah, for modeling the gear. A lot of people are like, yo, who's this girl? She's in a Captain Morgan Ash, this and that. She's a chick I met on the internet. She's Korean. She's dope. Uh, her boyfriend owns a really cool bar. I'm going to have him on the podcast. But, uh, you know, Elia, thank you. You know how much I, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, later today at 5 p.m. in regards to this Shaka drop, I will announce who the winner is of the two Lakers tickets versus the Spurs on December 23rd. Forgot what section it is, but it's a lower section, 100s, you know, good seats, like nine rows back. I'm going to announce it on my Instagram live, so make sure you tune in. All right, guys, speaking of my Lakers, uh, they've been up and down this past few days. But, you know, mostly up, right? We got our shit together last night in Orlando. Did a little bit of straightening, right? LeBron had a, did he have a triple-double? I forgot. He scored 30. I know he had a double-double at least, but we, we're going to be okay. 
uh, squad look cool, man. Let me hit some more games. We're going to have some fun. My Seahawks. We tapped that Houston Texan ass. And they scored real fast on us. Tried to do a little mumbo jumbo. Same shit motherfuckers trying to. I ain't tripping on that shit motherfuckers scoring. I was like this. Look. I knew we were going to tap that ass. I laid another 10 bands and knew we were going to tap that ass. Okay. I think the score should have been even worse. We worked the fuck out them. It could have been even worse. I think we could have beaten the Niners last week by 25 or more. But Everett's dumbass Fuck that up for us. Because that was another 14 on top of the fucking whatever we beat them. We would have washed them. But anyway, look, I wanted to run up the score on the Niners just to prove a point. Because we got the Rams this Sunday in L.A. Now I'm going to keep 100. I'm partial to if I'm even going to go. Because it ain't a money issue. So much shit has been going on in Inglewood these past few months. You know, we're going to have to see. So many motherfuckers have no idea where Inglewood is. I'm going to let y'all know. Inglewood is not a, not a hood you want to play with. That's the hood. But anyways, the highlight of the weekend was the Unforgettable Gala. Gala, gala. Um, look, look, fuck you. Unforgettable Gala was lit, okay? A.K.A. the Asian American Awards. This event has been going on for 19 plus years by Character Media. It used to be Coriam. It was Audrey. It was... Core M and I don't know, man. The, the bunch of magazines, Asian related, Korean owned. Um, last year's event was canceled, obviously, you know, to the pandemic and whatever. And you know, the year before that, 2019, I won the Cultural Lifetime Achievement Award. But this year, I ain't gonna front. Every single major Asian celeb was there. From Sandra, oh, Daniel Day Kim, like Simu, uh, Lou, um, this chick from, uh, the fuck is that TV show? Some huge show on fucking TV. I forgot what the fuck it is. Like, my boy Justin Chun. Like, just everyone that's old school Asian, new school Asian. It was, it was a very grand event. This was like some great Gatsby, that level fancy. Okay, this shit, is, this shit was fancy. I was like, okay. I, it, it felt good to be there, of course. There's always the extra tryhards, goofy ass, lost in the sauce type ass motherfuckers. Just to, then there's the rich Asian dudes who are like they really are generational. Let's say it's their parents here and whatever. And just like man, if you don't talk, don't make me smack somebody here. You know what I'm saying? My cousin went. I didn't even see him. Oh, that's fucking great. But anyways, man, look, I just really be in my own world when I go. Like, I'd be on my phone, I'd be chilling, whatever. There's a couple people, you know, I like to see, say, what's up, give them the dap, right, whatever. Um, I was happy to see my bro, Jimmy Yang. You know, he uh, was up there for an award. He was in, uh, you know, a.k.a. Mr. Uh, funny Asian dude. Jimmy Yang is a funny motherfucker. My sister went this year. I was shocked, okay? Like, my sister went, like, you know, she's like, fuck this, let's rep. It's AAP, it's, it's stop Asian hate, all this, all eyes on us, you know, fucking Shohei Otani, fucking, uh, um, Naomi Osaka, all this shit. We lit right now, right? So the overall production of this event was a fucking one. I ain't gonna lie to you, okay? As far as the gala, the dinner, I sat in the pit, which is pretty much where all the A1 people sit. Like, to be honest, I didn't expect them to sit me in the pit. But when we got there, there was a slight stupid discrepancy. Not gonna get into it, but early on. 
and they fixed it. I guess that's where they put me in it because I'm sure I was sitting somewhere where my sister was and where like uh, other people were. But I got to sit at the same table with 88 Rising. 88 Rising is an Asian-based record label entertainment company based in Asia, right? And then they uh, went to New York and now the dude's here. So I met the founder of 88 Rising, Sean. Very cool dude. Very, very cool. The motherfucker's cool as shit. Okay, we hit it off real early. Fuck with him. Uh, he really has this Asian American artist. You know, like he really has. He has Rich Brian. He's got Higher Brothers. He's got my man Jackson Wayne. He's got other people. But I was really surprised. Like, I just met actually one of the new artists, uh, Ilona Garcia. There's this girl uh, Audrey Nuna, I think. Whatever. But yo, I was shocked at the skill level, especially of that girl Audrey Nuna. Like she was singing. I was like, what the fuck? Like no backup, you know, TV track. Like she had talent. Her skill level was was up there. Like no cap, shit was fly. Dinner was lit. Dinner was delicious. The fucking is, I'm not going to talk about the liquor sponsor because I'm a Captain Morgan dude for life, but cocktails were lit. This is the same venue. Let's understand. If you guys ever watched the Golden Globes, it's the exact same venue they do the Golden Globes at. They've done some really big award shows at this place. So like, you know, when you're in the pit, you know, that's where all the motherfucking heavy hitters are. As you see, like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, fucking all that. I was like super proud to be here, right? And this was something anyone who's Asian should have been proud to be at. Especially if you wanted to be out and about, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a good night to be yellow skin, okay? This was definitely an event to be at if you were Asian this weekend. But of course, you know, um, there's the goofies, like I said, I seen that dude with the with the Botox fillers and shit on his face. Which I don't know what the fuck his name is. The cap lifestyle, all cap. The, you know that shop, You know what that show should be called? Cap Empire, Bling Empire. What the fuck? Oh my god! Thank God, man. Like, I feel bad because my homie Kim Lee's on there, and she's like forty years old now, trying to live like the life of a thirty year old. And I'm trying to hand on her because she's hustling, whatever. But there's just so, I'm, I have to call the cap out. You know, like it's just crazy. But yeah, he was there. He was sitting next to this girl who is so gassed up. Like, I don't know anybody more gassed up than this girl. I just know from what I've, I've observed. And I'm just going to only make observations and then, you know, just tell you what it is. Like, this girl is so gassed up, she should live in the Middle East. Okay. Comes from a prominent family in the Philippines. But no lie. Her legal first name is Hart. Like H-E-A-R-T, Hart, okay? Her legal name, okay? Her legal middle name. <laughs> Her legal middle name is Love, okay? Hart, Love. Like, yo, like this shit is so fucking... She was born on Valentine's Day. Like, I can't make this shit up. Like, bro, like, yo... I guess she's an actress. I don't know what the fuck she does. She has a nine like million followers. I guarantee seven and a half or eight million of those followers are fake. I want to know where the fuck these Philippine people, Filipino people get the best fake followers. It's crazy. Like she's married to a dude who's a senator or some shit. He's 20 years older than her. He looks old as shit. He's rich as fuck. You know what he looks like? He looks like the Filipino version of Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Like, this shit is just hilarious. Because, like, she's pretty. You know, obviously, you could tell she got a lot of surgery done and everything. But she's pretty. But, like, yo, 
I, they got chill. Okay, but look, look. Overall, it was really good to see Asian excellence, experience it, see people, you know, get awarded, you know, and, and just just flex for being us. You know, it was a really nice evening. Like, I don't really like getting dressed up, but, um, you know, Nicolette loves getting dressed up. Nicolette's close friend from childhood is a really good stylist. She's such a good stylist that my sister was shocked when she saw me on the red carpet. She was like, holy shit. She got me dressed in this sick-ass silk suit, these fucking crazy patterns and like these just just asian theme like flower patterns it was dope as fuck but uh my sister dressed simu right obviously my sister dressed simu throughout the whole shang chi uh press run and everything she's been, she's been styling it forever but anyways by complete coincidence me and simu both had suits on by this asian designer named dio chen uh d-z-o-j-c-h-e-n Zhou Chen or Zhou Chen, or I don't know the fuck. They're from Singapore. Suit was fire as fuck. Thank you, Lisette, for making me look so fly, for making my wife look so fly. Like it just, it was lit. Shout out to my boy Dante Bosco. I forgot to give him a shout out. It's good seeing him. By the way, have you guys watched the movie Hook? Hook came out 30 some odd years ago, right? Great movie. He played Rufio in Hook. So it's like, this dude's been acting forever. He's Filipino. I love Dante, man. It's great. Anyways, as far as entertainment goes, I watched quite a bit of shit over the weekend because I was washed. I was angry. I got some sleep. I got some naps in. And I had that shitty ass week. So I was like, let me just decompress for real. Uh, shout out to my boy Illegal Siv. He directed a movie called North Hollywood. Watched on Amazon Prime. It was pretty good. Can't believe you got Vince Vaughn to do the shit, but you know what? Vince Vaughn started out doing independent films because Swingers was one of my favorite movies ever. But it, it was a good movie. It was solid. If you like that, that lifestyle, it was pretty accurate. It was cool. It was very artsy, very hipster style film, but it was good. You know, I want to see more shit from my boy. He was around during the, you know, the odd future days. Uh, I watched this documentary on Brittany Mur Murphy's life and, you know, like who killed Brittany Murphy, how to die, whatever. It's on HBO Max. It's a two-part documentary, and that shit fucked me up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't know much. I knew she died. It was an overdose with this, but it was way more than that. And and I'm not gonna spoil it, but you you know if you want to watch it, cool. It just it took me a while. I tried to watch it a few times. Finally, I was like, look, I'm just gonna watch this shit. It was good. Um, by the way, in regards to Brittany Murphy, there's always some scumbag who's able to get his fangs deep into a vulnerable fucking woman in Hollywood, and he just sucks them dry. In this case, it was much deeper than that. And then, uh, you know, most people think he killed her. So I don't know. She was crazy. It was creepy. Super interesting. Definitely watch it. HBO Max. Peep that out. Uh, I finally got into the show Succession on HBO as well. Show was excellent. There's nothing else to say. The show is fucking phenomenal. It's great. Right? I can't wait to catch up. I'm almost there to catch up with the current season. Um, my wife, I turned her on to Yellowstone and she got obsessed like the new season just started and she's in it. Like I haven't started the new season. I kind of fell back. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. I just, whatever. Just, you know, whatever. But Ghost was fucking fire. That shit, man. Like, yo, this episode was good. I get, 
every week I'm surprised about how good Mary J. Blige is as an actress. Like, I'm just blown away. Law and Order finally had an episode. They fucking took like a little hiatus and shit. They had a two-hour special crossover episode. It's pretty good, you know? I could watch Law and Order for fucking 20 hours. I could watch reruns, everything. Fucking love that show. But listen, guys, if there's something that's fire on TV, mostly movies, I'm not really big on shows, but there's a fire movie that you've watched recently, feel free to DM the at Ben Baller page on Instagram and tell us about it. If I haven't heard of it before and I watch it and it's fire and like you are the reason why I watched this show, the movie, I will mention your name on the pod. So definitely send those in, all right? Uh, oh yeah, before I go, I got a quick word from my bookie. Have to read this, guys. Sorry, gotta let you guys know what time it is. Okay. From my bookie, Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electric personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with mybookie.ag. MyBookie has the best odds and best prop bets for Paul Woodley too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code BENBALLER. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley too at mybookie.ag. Now look, as much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, He's looked strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on a short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. So back the problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Now, again, don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code BENBALLER. Head to www.mybookie.ag today. Place your bets Fill your pockets and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley 2. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And guys, that is it. Okay, BTB Army, that is all I got for today. I love you guys. Thank you as always for your support. Don't forget, next Monday is the last podcast episode for this month. Okay, we're going to come back in January, New Year. We are going to take a much needed Christmas break. I need to fucking just chill. Uh, So why don't you guys catch up on some past episodes, catch up on the past interviews. Like I said, yo, that K-Town Hustle series is a long fucking shit. Go watch that shit. Listen to that shit. Sorry. Who knows? Might come back with video too. You see Rapport's been doing it. Fuck it. Guys, remember, always make it a great day. Okay. Attack this week like a motherfucker. Try to be a better person today than you were yesterday. Try to be a better person this week than you were last week. All right? And always remember, this is not your practice life. All right, guys. God bless. Shalom. Yo, Lakey, take us out of here, fam. Peace. Peace.